The Cardinals defense got better this week as two Power 5 transfers committed to Jeff Brom's program. On today's episode of the Lockdown Global Podcast, we're discussing what Tyler Barron and Taz Nicholson bring to the Cardinals team in 2024. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. As always, I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. Stop me if you've heard this before, but Louisville has added more players via the transfer portal to the team for next season. This week, two more commitments, um, Tennessee slash Mississippi edge Tyler Barron and Illinois slash Mississippi defensive back Taz Nicholson, both committed to Jeff Brom's program, making this Cardinals defense even better ahead of next season. We'll talk about why that is, and we'll also um, explain how Jeff Brom and company have addressed every single defensive need ahead or every single defensive need that was identified before the transfer portal opened, before the season truly even ended. So uh, with that being said, I, I do want to thank you all for your patience over the past couple days. I know that I let you all know in the final episode before I went out of town that I was going out of town and that there wouldn't be uh, a show on Tuesday or Wednesday, potentially maybe not even Thursday. But even then, I do want to apologize for um, the lack of consistency in scheduling content. And I want to tell you how appreciative I am for your patience. So it seems like right now the trend is that whenever I go to whenever I go out of town, Louisville gets more commitments. A couple, well, actually last week, I went out of town on a work trip and. Wesley Walker and Tamaria McDonald committed to the program. This week, it was Tyler Barron and Taz Nicholson. So, two very solid Power 5 transfers. Tyler Barron was one that when we were talking about Wesley Walker and Tamaria McDonald, that Barron's name got brought up because all three are very good friends. Walker was... um, not committed anywhere at the time, but Tamaria McDonald was committed to Mississippi like Tyler Barron was, like Taz Nicholson was. But Walker, Barron, and McDonald all played for Tennessee. And it seemed like by association, you know, social media saw that I think it was both Walker and McDonald tweet about Barron potentially coming in a package deal. And Louisville fans got extremely excited about the possibility, but it seemed like the door slammed shut and that it wasn't going to be a possibility any longer. And Louisville fans sort of turned the page and started to look elsewhere. And we had a segment on the show a couple of days ago about how the Cardinals need to add an edge for the team next season. And they did it. And they added one of the best edge rushers in the portal. Um, yet another commitment from Mississippi or flipped from Mississippi um, along with Tamarian McDonald, and it's pretty interesting. Now, I'm not here to talk trash to the Mississippi fan base or anything like that. Um, 
I'm just pointing out the weird trend that is going on right now of Mississippi commits flipping to Louisville. And Barron was a player that was in line to play a ton. Now, um, if you talk to the fan base, the rival fan base, they will tell you that, yeah, I mean, Barron wasn't going to be the starter. You know, they got Walter Nolan, who uh, was going to play on the interior, but there were some other players, potentially BJ Green could end up visiting. But regardless, I feel like however Mississippi fans feel about this, it doesn't take away from how good this move is for the Cardinals. It doesn't take away how good of a player Barron was for Tennessee. Barron was second on the team this past year for the Volunteers in sacks. He um, spent four years with the program, had arguably his best season this year as he had a career high in sacks, had 28 total tackles. Very, very good player. Um, In his career in Knoxville, 48 games, started 19 of them, most of them coming the past two seasons. 101 total tackles. 13 and a half sacks, three pass breakups, had a forced fumble, had a fumble recovery, 27 tackles for loss. So adding Barron immediately makes your defense better. Two reasons. Number one, it adds a starting level player that could potentially be an all ACC caliber type player. Also, I think that it helps the position more specifically at the edge rusher spot. Um, it helps Ashton Gelati, it helps Mason Riger, it helps the interior defensive line. Overall, when you add a arguably a top 20 player in the portal to your team, which according to 24-7 Sports, and I've been very vocal that I'm uh, I'm more of a fan of on threes transfer portal rankings than 24-7 Sports, but both have ranked him in the top 25. Um, on threes, like just outside the top 20, but... 24-7 sports has him at number 14. So adding a player of that caliber to this defense, to a spot that you could make the case as to whether or not, yeah, I mean, they could add a starter, but even if they don't, they're still in decent hands. They they really just need depth at the position. Well, Jeff Brom's like, yeah, how about I go at a possible all-ACC caliber player? Well, obviously, that's big-time news. And <coughs> when you watch Tyler Barron, The first thing that stands out is the pass rushing capabilities, and that is something that obviously comes as a huge relief because not only are you adding depth for your team, but you are arguably upgrading the position. And this is no disrespect to Mason Riker because I think that he's going to have a career year for himself in 2024. But when you have a rotation of Gelati, Riker, and Barron, I think it opens up a ton of possibilities. It raises your ceiling. This is one of those hashtag ceiling raisers that we continually talk about when we discuss players um, committing to the program. And there have been a couple of ceiling raisers that the Cardinals have gotten both offensively and defensively. But this is most certainly one of them. And to be able to go and get him to flip from an SEC an SEC program, I think that it is pretty significant. Whatever the reason behind him leaving Mississippi was, I'm not here to talk about what the reason was. I'm here to talk about that he is a Louisville Cardinal now, and that is big-time news. We talk about the pass rush 
one thing that encourages me a ton is how good he is defending the run. He's been very solid on the edge, being able to seal the edge and defend the run. Um, we talk about Ron English's defense. One thing that the defense, you really can't debate, was how good they were defending the run. From the interior defensive line to the linebacking core and to the edges as well. I felt like Ashton Gelati improved defending the run. Mason Riger was solid. You had some other players, Stephen Heron. I think if you look at this from a simple trade-off from Heron to Tyler Barron, I think it is an upgrade. And this is no disrespect to Heron because I think that Heron was extremely solid. But adding Barron, um, six foot five, two hundred and sixty pounds, I would assume he plays that Leo role as the uh, outside linebacker that rushes the passer. But um, I I look at this as an upgrade. Now, granted, it is another Power Five transfer that succeeded at his past stop. But you talk about the Pac-12 and you talk about the SEC, and I think that that's where you give the nod to Barron. So I feel like. More and more, we're starting to look at this defense on paper and say, on paper, this is a better defense in 2024 than it was in 2023. And that is pretty encouraging when you talk about um, projections for this upcoming year. So adding a Baron, adding a player like Baron, it can't be underestimated how significant this move is. It's a needle mover. Um, and it takes a little bit of pressure off Ashton Gelati. I'm not just, I'm not saying that Riger or Adonijah Green or potentially a player like TJ Capers, maybe a younger in-state guy like Micah Carter could have, you know, rose into that role. And I'm not saying that they couldn't have, but when you add a player like Barron and you add, you know, a player that is able to take a lot of that attention, and that might might have been one of the selling points um for Barron to come to Louisville is that you know, saying, hey, look, you've got an all ACC guy. On the other side. So you're not going to get double teamed. You're going to get opportunities for one-on-one matchups. You're going to have opportunities to win games, a ton of them to be exact, and um, have an opportunity to compete for a team that can make it to the college football playoff. Obviously, Mississippi has those benefits as well. But, um, you know, you were assuming that Tyler Barron is going to step into a starting role for the Cardinals in 2024. That's not far-fetched. I would probably honestly suggest that's the case. Um, but the pass rush led by Ashton Gelati, Tyler Barron, and Mason Riger, along with some of the younger players, it's big-time news. I think the pass rush on paper is better in 2024 than it was in 2023. But that's not the only spot that got better on the defense. Taz Nicholson also committed, flipped from Mississippi, and we'll talk about what he brings to the Cardinals' cornerback room here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at sorry that's not it there we go our friends over at FanDuel the playoffs continues for the NFL but make no mistake about it there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guarantee when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there's so many Different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. The new Explore tab shows popular bets. The Parlay Hub shows the best way to find popular parlays and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We talked about this weird trend that was going on, players that had committed to Mississippi out of the transfer portal flipping to Louisville. Well, the trend continued after Tyler Barron did just that when Taz Nicholson followed suit. Um, The three-year player from the University of Illinois decided to enter the portal in the offseason, committed to Mississippi, and I think a day after or a little after Barron ended up flipping, Taz Nicholson confirmed that he was doing essentially the same exact thing. Um, Taz obviously um, is from the Power 5 level, played at Illinois. His real name, I think it's Tavion or Tavion. I don't want to pronounce it wrong, uh, but he goes by Taz. And I think that that's a dope nickname. You have Thor Griffith, Taz Nicholson. Fantastic for me. Um, But very, very solid player. First year at Illinois, didn't get a ton of snaps, played behind, you know, Devon Witherspoon, who is tearing it up in the NFL currently, but got a ton of run in the 2022 season, was a pivotal part of the puzzle that was one of the best defensive units in the nation. Illinois had a very, very good defense, and then he had an injury at the end of 2022, forced him to miss some time um, after he got hurt against Purdue. 2023 appeared in all of the games, started 11 of them. In his career has, um, excuse me, he has 36 tackles in 2023, doubling or almost doubling his number from the year prior. Had two forced fumbles, one interception in his career, six pass defenses, um, 26 solo tackles, 10 assisted, etc. So now, again, you have to take everything with a grain of salt from the program that he's transferring from or any players transferring from. Mississippi fans claimed that he was not going to be eligible for the team in 2024, hence why he was entering the portal. I'm not here to fuel speculation. I'm just here to, you know, discuss the opposite point of view. I don't think it's a question of whether or not he can play for Mississippi, although some fans believe that that's the case. Some look at it as a reason of eligibility. Again, same thing with Tyler Barron. I don't care what the reason was that he decided not to play for Mississippi. All I know is that it is a solid addition for the Cardinals program. Um, I think that he fills a solid depth add. And I mentioned when Quincy Riley announced that he was going to return, my intuition was telling me that I felt like Louisville was going to add one more defensive back to the cornerback's room. If another player entered, I think they would add, you know, one more additional player. But I felt like you add one more player, you lost Jarvis Brownlee, you lost... Uh, Derek Edwards, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Storm Duck. So you are having to replace four guys. And Quincy Quincy Riley returns. So you have Corey Thornton, you know, Tay Holloway, um, some of the younger players that are back, Marcus Washington, Aaron Williams, 
the list goes on, right? So I felt like they were going to add some more players via the portal, at least one, um, as the cornerback's room is concerned. So I like this ad. I think that um, a player like Taz Nicholson has Power 5 experience. He played on a very good defense um, played for one of the best defensive coaches in the country at the time, who is now the head coach at Purdue, ironically enough. Um, and he was a starter at that level. Now, just because he's a starter at the level doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that is going to be directly, you know, translatable. You look at the situation with Jalen Kimber to where he was a starter at Florida and Florida fans couldn't wait for him to leave. And, same thing with Jarvis Brownlee at Florida State. Fans couldn't wait for him to leave. But I think that I'm not sure as to whether or not Taz Nicholson is going to start in 2024. I think that there's going to be a competition between him, Corey Thornton, and Tay Holloway from North Carolina. Now, I do think, for the record, that Corey Thornton will be the starter opposite of um, opposite of Riley. But, however... I think that there's going to be a very, very solid competition, not only with those three, but Aaron Williams, Marcus Washington, maybe even Dave McCullough, if you know he's utilized in the cornerbacks room. But um, one of the concerns for me with Taz is the penalties. Last year, um, he got called for a ton of penalties. Um, I think it was nine penalties in 2023, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I read that correctly. But he has to do a better job of cleaning up his play, not being drawn for as many penalties. And if he can do that, then I feel like, you know, that's going to benefit Louisville obviously pretty well. Illinois defense was penalized a ton outside of the top 100 in total penalties, which is not good whatsoever. So something to focus on is limiting the penalties. I think that he is solid in coverage. Uh, solid in tackling. I'm not sure that he's as good as Jarvis Brownlee when it comes to defending the run and tackling, but pretty solid playing for a very respectable Illinois defense and starting 11 of 12 games. So I think that he fills a depth role, and that was something that we're going to talk about in the next segment. It, it's extremely critical. And when players got hurt and um, you know the wear and tear of a college football season took its toll on the Cardinals' defense, I think we saw the secondary get burned more often than not. And you played better offenses, and it showed why depth was critical and why upgrades were critical. And adding a player like Nicholson, I think it's the way to go. Because at the very least, you are addressing depth. And it's a power five player with multiple years of experience. Um, And at the end of the day, I don't really see there being – too much of a downfall to this unless you want to say that it you know sort of muddies the waters of you know seeing players seeing the younger players rise up into the roles it sort of muddies the um muddies the overall pathway to get there but i don't really see that being too big of an issue i believe that Taz only has one year left. He played over four games in three seasons beginning in 2021. So, yeah, I I don't necessarily think that 
it's really going to be something that is going to play too big or too large of an impact, I should say. But at the end of the day, you're all about improving your team. It's putting your team in the best possible situation to succeed. So I like this addition. And overall, the cards have addressed every defensive need in the portal, in my opinion. We'll talk about how they've done that and why it's critical that they did that here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Game Time. This NFL season, I'll be honest, NFL tickets are extremely tough to purchase. They're expensive. Uh, It can make for a frustrating ticket-buying experience, but Game Time helped me when I went up to Indianapolis and got Colts Raiders tickets. 30 minutes before the game, I found the cheapest tickets, views for my seat, in a last-minute deal that showed an all-in price that I was comfortable with. There weren't any added fees that um, caught me by surprise to where I went shopping. Game Time will be my preferred vendor of choice moving forward when it comes to buying tickets. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Main thing for me over the past couple weeks as the Cardinals have added multiple players to the defense is that slowly but surely, Jeff Brom and the coaching staff have addressed every defensive need in the portal. And it's critical that they've done so. Now, I... I'm not a big person. I'm not a big pride person to where I feel like when I feel like I'm wrong or I think I'm wrong, I'll admit it. And when we talked about the things that could hold Louisville back from making the 12 team playoff, I talked about scheme. I felt like the way I went about that wasn't the correct way in doing so. And the more and more I looked into it, the more and more complex it was. I don't think it was a 4 2 5 base defensive package issue. I think at times play calling was the issue. I think at times depth was the issue. I think at times um, lack of talent in the defensive backfield was the issue. So it was a little bit of everything. I think that addressing the depth needs, upgrading the secondary is a way to um, help the secondary overall. I think that upgrading the pass rush helps the secondary. So I don't think this was solely a Ron English problem. Let me go ahead and reiterate that I felt like I the way I went about explaining that, I don't think it was the right way to do so, and I wanted to clarify that. And it sort of leads me into this point in saying that the way for this defense to get better, not only to get a little bit better play calling, but also just to upgrade the team and upgrade the roster and upgrade the depth. And I feel like some of the additions have led the team in doing so. Tyler Barron, just the guys recently, Tyler Barron, Wesley Walker, Tamarian McDonald, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, adding in Taz Nicholson helps this team. And I think that the pass rush has gotten better. I think the linebacking core has gotten better. I think the whole defense has gotten better. We'll start at the defensive line. They've addressed the needs. Um, you know, we're still waiting on if Jermaine Lolay is going to be um, getting another season or not. But nonetheless, you've added Tyler Barron, which has helped the defense. 
Um, I think that it upgrades the pass rush and helps out tremendously. Jordan Gerard from um, excuse me, Jordan Gerard from Florida International helps the interior. Thor Griffith, one of the highest rated pro football focused defensive linemen in the country, a guy that a lot of people, a lot of programs were going after. He helps the interior, so you get better on the interior. And I will also, without getting too far off track, highlight roster retention and that Louisville hasn't lost a ton of guys to the portal, ton of key standouts for the team. So you bring back Deztel, you bring back Jared Dawson, and that helps the team. So you upgrade the pass rush, you bring in two interior guys that can help the team out next year. Linebacking core, you lost Jackson Hamilton, you lost Keith Brown, um, you lost Gilbert Frierson. I think that McDonald is going to be the Frierson replacement, but you keep Ben Perry and Antonio Watts, uh, TJ Quinn, Jalen Alderman, Stanquan Clark, TJ Capers. You bring in Geronte Davis from Jackson State or from Mississippi. That's another thing. I'm sorry, Texas A&M, not Mississippi. I apologize. Texas A&M uh, standout at Jackson State. Um, replaces Keith Brown and Jackson Hamilton. I think that that's a pretty fair trade-off. In fact, I think Louisville gets a little bit better in that regard. But um, you retain the linebacking core. So I know that there's people that think that the linebacking core isn't good enough, and I think that there is room for improvement. But I still feel like the team has gotten better because of the guys that they they have held onto and bringing in Geronte Davis. Then you look at the secondary, and I think that this is where the team has gotten better. You have lost some players. Cam Kelly is off to the NFL. Josh Minkins entered the portal. Jarvis Brownlee stormed duck to the NFL. Derek Edwards, Marquise Gross, Killebrew to the portal. That is six defensive backs that you've had to replace. Well, bringing Quincy Riley back was one of the storylines of, you know, the offseason, as was bringing Ashton Gelati back. So roster retention from the portal and the NFL draft. Don't forget MJ Griffin at the safety spot, was in line for a potential all-ACC-level season in 2023 before he got hurt. He's back. And then also some guys returning, uh, Trey Franklin. You have Devin Neal. But I think that even with the players you've brought back, you've also added some improvements. Wesley Walker from Tennessee started a good amount of games with the Volunteers program I think he's going to step into a starting role alongside MJ Griffin, and that's an upgrade uh, to the position. Dave McCullough, four-star prospect, spent one year at Oklahoma. He ends up transferring solid depth as well. Blake Ruffin, 502 native, went to Eastern Illinois, had an All-American type season. He transfers to the program, so you have depth. You replace Josh Minkins and Cam Kelly with essentially – MJ Griffin, Dave McCullough, Wesley Walker, and Blake Ruffin. I think ultimately the safety position not only adds depth, but on paper, it's a better unit. In the quarterback spot, Quincy Riley, you have your CB1. Very good. Jarvis Brownlee losing him is going to hurt. But Storm Duck didn't have the greatest season for the Cardinals this year. Marquise Gross Killebrew didn't really play. And how did you address it? You got Corey Thornton. Um, Multiple-year letterman from Central Florida started a ton of games for the Knights. Pretty solid. Tay Holloway had an up-and-down redshirt freshman year to where he played in 10 games for UNC, but it's been questioned if the defensive scheme in Chapel Hill 
hurts defensive backs? Well, only one way to find out, but I like the potential there. I like the potential with um, Taz Nicholson as well. Three-year player at Illinois is going to be able to step into this defense and I think at the very least give you depth. So overall, I go on that long spiel to tell you this. Jeff Brom has addressed every defensive need in the portal. Interior defensive line, edge, cornerback, safety, even linebacker, outside linebacker, hybrid, whatever you want to call it, star. The needs have been addressed. The difference makers have been added. The depth players have been added as well. And it's a testament to how well this team has addressed the transfer portal. And that's something we're going to talk about on tomorrow's episode of the show. Without further ado, I'm going to wrap up today's show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here tomorrow.